0: There we go. We are broadcasting live. Sorry for that little divot at the beginning there. Uh, This is Adventure CEO's Wolf's Watch. We have Kim Walsh Phillips with us today. I can't even pronounce words, and it's not the coronavirus lockdown. It's just like that some days. Kim Walsh Phillips is with us today. She is the number one social media ROI expert in the world. Kim, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Oh, this is great. I can't wait.
0: And and I just wanted to jump right in with the, you know, how did you get focused on the topic of return on investment for social media advertising? You know, there's so much talk about, you know, get likes, get eyeballs. It's a, it's a rare and refreshing perspective. Plus, you are the global champion in actually implementing it and getting results.
1: I was struggling inside my own business, and a piece of advice that was given to me was that you should go to all the successful people you know and ask them what's one and. So I did that and one of my friends John Toy gave me Dan Kennedy's No BS Direct Response Marketing book and I was hooked because I had grown my business up to that point by going to networking events and joining referral groups and volunteering for the chamber. And it was exhausting. And for the first time ever I saw how marketing could leverage I could leverage marketing to grow my business and bring in clients. And so I um started to apply those principles to social media, the thing that I already knew. And when it started to work, I was blown away because not only were we able to leverage direct response, but I was able to do something Dan Kennedy basically had said was impossible, which was get ROI out of social media. Um, So when I had a chance to work with him uh, one-on-one or meet him, I definitely showed him what we had been doing and he was so impressed that he gave me his organization he had founded as one of my first direct response social media clients. So I had the absolute privilege and honor of doing lead generation, being the first agency they ever hired to do lead generation at GKIC, the organization that he founded. And from someone who was brand new, I got to grow to a point of managing a $10,000 a day ads budget in order to rely into
0: the organization. Yeah, it's really awesome. Holy cow, that's a very significant budget.
1: Yeah, it was. And what great uh, client, because they were willing to test things and try things, and we could experiment with what worked the best. So that really created the foundation, which we took to all the rest of our clients and that I still use to this day.
0: Well, and can can you... I want to come back to this in a little more depth, but can you give us a, a, a... a gold nugget to start with in terms of what are entrepreneurs missing that they should be focused on to to actually make social media effective for them as an advertising venue.
1: Right. And if it hasn't been, it's not the venue because there are more people in social than any other channel in the world. So if it's not working for you, it's because something you're doing is not working, not because it's the channel. So I just want to put that out there. But the thing you want to start with on social is what do they want Right now, your target audience, and make it super, super clear. Clarity over cleverness always. Now, it has to become a thing. You have to be showing them you're giving them a thing. Now, what do I mean by that? You can't say something like 20 low carb recipes. Eh, that's like they feel like they could get that anywhere. That's really not exciting. It's gonna pass over it. They're gonna just go Google think they already have it. But if you talk something about like, it's the 2020 grapefruit plan, now it becomes a thing. And it can be 20 low carb recipes, but you just created a thing. And that's what your audience wants. So it's the 2020 grapefruit plan to boost your metabolism without carbohydrates, like, oh, now it becomes a thing. You have to lean in with what they want right now. So for example, Mm -hmm. my audience, right? What do they need? They really need to increase their profits, which might not mean any new clients. It might just mean raising their prices, but that's not a sexy topic. So what the audience really wants is to grow an audience. They want to know how can they quickly grow an audience. So that's the first message that I give them. I have two evergreen webinars that run all the time. One of them is about how to get 10,000 Facebook followers and turn them into cash paying customers. And the wow. other is on how to get a 1,000 new people on your email list. Those are my two initial trainings, masterclasses, and that's where everybody comes through in my funnel. And then once they're there, I can then work with them on other things in their business. But because they want to know how to get more leads, how to get more audience, that's the message that we start with.
0: But But doesn't it need to be new and fresh every day? Does Evergreen still work?
1: I love that question because that's from the standpoint of like, are we going to be selling to the same people over and over again? Yeah. Once they come on your list, you do need to change the offers. You need to look at what's the cycle once they buy this. What should they buy next? Mm-hmm. So we're not doing those evergreen webinars for our list over and over again. That's cold traffic. And this really comes from, I would tell you, one of the best books that ever listened to was Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. I have to tell you, it was one of the game changers for me in the last several years. And he had this great story he told about how he used to think about doing new launches all the time, brand new products, brand new offerings, putting out new things. And that he was told um, by a consultant he worked with, it's like you're setting up a new Broadway show in a new town, a different Uh show every single day. Uh But Instead of doing that take the show you already created and bring it to different towns and okay. that was like whoa so we just started from that day forward doing the same exact webinar every single week i did the same exact webinar 119 times live before-
0: 119
1: yep 119 wow. times live but you think about it if you could generate between 15 and fifty thousand dollars with one hour webinar you would do it every single week too
0: Yes, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that completely makes sense. I want to I want to back up a step. So you've you've recently been named uh, with number 475 on the Inks uh, 5,000. Yep. Uh, Is this kind of a lifelong plan? Did you always when you were younger growing up, did you dream of becoming such a successful, powerful entrepreneur?
1: That everyone hopes to be successful and powerful at some point. But I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. I always loved to write. I was editor-in-chief of our literary magazine. I had a column in our newspaper. I always loved to speak. I was on the speech okay. team. So those things have always been my gifts. It took me a while to recognize where I wanted to bring it to. And I'm a woman of deep faith. And I had this little God whisper for a long, long time that running the agency was never going to allow me to reach a big enough platform, big enough audience. And so okay. it's actually when I eventually sold it, I sold my agency at the end of 2017 to Josh Turner of Link Selling that we were yeah. able to yeah, wow. we went full-time into the coaching business. And that's actually where I got the Inc. Award. Within three years of running our coaching company, we had generated more revenue and profit than I did the whole 18 years I ran my agency. Because we're now in the right space, like I, I Whoa. knew where I was supposed to go. I was scared once I let it go, and I came here. It changed everything.
0: Wow! Yes, very much so, very much so. So, and particularly for women, it's great to see more women starting businesses, stepping into you know in, into bigger and bigger leadership roles. Is there anything from your journey where you started out to now you've, you have multiple businesses, you're on stage all the time, you're doing media today after this, uh, after we're done, you're going to be a judge in a in a contest. Um, anything to any advice or guidance for, for women that are on a similar path or, or just starting their entrepreneurial journey?
1: Early in my career, I took that same book had given me advice about asking people what book they read. And it also said, invite the successful people you know out to lunch and ask them for an introduction to one person who would be a good match as your client. And I did that. I was a member of this private club and I invited someone I really admired and respected to lunch. And I asked him that question of who would he introduce me to that could benefit from my services. And he said... None of my circle would feel comfortable working with a woman. And so wow, I really but, but I was thankful because I thought, eh, I'm not gonna spend any more time dedicating to getting to know your circle. <laughs> I'm gonna find my people who are my people. And that's I think one of the greatest things we can do as entrepreneurs, whether female, male, it doesn't matter. Your people are the people who resonate with you, who are attracted to you, who want to work with you and like your messaging. There are people who don't and those aren't your people. And the faster you can uncover who your people are, the better off you are. I saw a really good ad in my newsfeed this morning from Vanity Fair magazine, like them or dislike them and like or dislike Trump. It was a brilliant ad. It was actually a picture of Trump with a quote of how much he hates Vanity Fair magazine. (laughs) <laughs> they their ad and it was like hey people here we are those that can relate that don't like him check us out and i yeah. thought you know what that's such a great example of this b- polarizing marketing but really if you're not if you're not willing to stand for something and not be for everyone you're never going to attract an audience
0: yes well and, and as you were making your stand so to speak did you find that there there were both men and women that then came around you, you know, that wanted to be part of what you were doing and kind of had your back in a sense?
1: That's what's amazing about it is I run a mastermind and coaching program and the majority mm-hmm. of my members are men. So it's, I, if I had chosen to do female only, which never was my plan, I never had that whisper of like, that's what you're supposed to do. I would have not been able to work with my coaching clients who've had incredible successes because I was making a decision for them um, that... They didn't want to make for them themselves, so yeah, it wasn't a lot of women who run groups think they can only do it that way, and that might be the way some women just want to run a group of other women, and that's great. They feel like that's the pull, then they should do that. But that there's another way around this you don't have to do that unless that's what your plan is.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Nice. And and on on your journey, I know I'm jumping around a little bit and I'm watching the time and, and watching the dashboard here. So I pay, I apologize if it looks like I'm not an off or looking awesome. down. It's just, just checking the news feed. Uh, one thing I always like to ask high performance entrepreneurs on your journey, as your, as your business has grown, turned into multiple businesses, has how you thought about your role as, as the leader of, of your now multiple organizations, has that shifted over time?
1: That's what's amazing about starting the second company. It's kind of like, you know, I'm on my second marriage and I was able to do things the way that we're done right. My second company is that same way. I knew from the very beginning I was only going to do the things that I love to do. So the only things I do are write, speak, and coach. That's it. My staff oh. handles everything else. So I get okay. to spend all of my time doing things that I actually absolutely love and that i'm good at and so that way my time is leverage i can do so many more interviews i can write so much more content i can coach so many more people because i don't have to do anything else inside the business and that is the greatest gift you can give yourself even just to outsource one thing this week you know there's this co- company called fancy hands it sounds dirty it's not it's like oh, a no, VA I was service
0: hands, actually when you said fancy hands i want <laughs>
1: um and for $29 a month, they will do five tasks for you. So 29 bucks wow. a month, you can start offloading things that you don't love doing. And you mm. can give yourself back time to get more things done. So, yeah, I don't do anything inside the business that's not in those three categories. And we have team members that do the rest. That is huge for not only leveraging my time. Like Before my kids were at home, which is where they are right now, they were in school. And I was able to get them off the bus every single day at three o'clock and be there for them all evening. And I don't have a nanny I didn't have to have a babysitter. And I can still run a multi million dollar company because I'm focused on my sweet spot of the things that I love to do.
0: Well, and it seems that that, that kind of hyper focus, uh, well, let me reframe that. With that kind of hyper focus, does that also allow you to have the focus on family and faith that you, that you have? Because that comes through in your bio and you're reading through your website and your books that you're stronger yeah. family strong on face so does that help keep that, that balance or allow for, for being totally present in those times.
1: It I remember putting my kids to bed one night. And this is when I made the shift. I used to have a full time living nanny. And I remember one night putting my girls to bed and like praying for t- time to freeze for a minute. So I wouldn't, so things wouldn't go too fast and I wouldn't yeah. keep missing things. And then it hit me, you know what, you don't need time to freeze. You can actually readjust your schedule. So you stop missing things. And that changed. It just was a decision. And I shifted things accordingly. And what's incredible, not surprisingly, just like we get more done the week before we go away on vacation, I get more (laughs) done now that my time is limited because I need Mm -hmm. to make it more effective. So Mm -hmm. I challenge anyone who says that they can't do something they want to do in their lives or can't move somewhere they want to be or take on something they want to do. It's the choices that we make. And I had to make a choice. What was more important, time flexibility or being there for my kids? And I decided the latter.
0: Yes, that, that is awesome. You know, and, and come back to everybody being home. And my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. We've been, you know, like a lot of people, we've been both working from home. And it's actually helping, you know, we're, we're enjoying each other more than we have in a long time because we're usually going opposite directions during the day. Exactly. And, uh, and we're having great conversations. We were talking about that over dinner last night. Have you been finding that that uh, the lockdown has has been a positive for you on you and your family being together? And then I've got another follow up that's more business oriented uh, after that.
1: My kids have been amazing; they really have. They're, they're really adaptable. They've been nicer to each other. I have two little girls are seven and nine. <laughs> They've been really nice to each other, which isn't always the case. So that's been great. I am, you know, I know that I'm not the best teacher that they ever had. So me doing the whole thing. <laughs> Not the best, uh, but we're, you know, this is that moment that they'll remember forever. And they're gonna remember it, not just that we survived, but we thrived. And we've given ourselves grace when we don't get it right and tried to figure things out the best that we can. But anybody watching right now, just take that right hand, put it over your shoulder, do a little bit of this. Cause there's things you figured out in the last few weeks that you never knew how to do before. And you've had to change and adapt and it just showed that you're capable of amazing things. And that means you get to put your next dream in front of you because if you can achieve what you've just achieved the last few weeks, you can do anything.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. It's been, it certainly has been, uh, we've experienced that. And speaking of, of how uh, entrepreneurs have gone ahead, to do a lot of things the last few weeks. What should entrepreneurs be doing right now? I mean, without, with the economy in disarray and, and, you know, a lot of uncertainty still in the next several months. What, what's going to make the difference between those that, that never really had a chance and those that are starting to, that are continuing to thrive?
1: There were 8 billion views. Uh, videos per day on Facebook wow. as of October 2019.
0: 8 billion. Oh my 8 billion
1: God. per day, October, as of April 1st, Facebook announced Facebook video view usage is up 70%.
0: Wait wait a minute. From 8 billion, it's up 70%.
1: Yes. Up 70%. Jeez. So if you're not leveraging a platform like we're on right now, if you're not leveraging Facebook Live, in your marketing content, you are losing out on a huge opportunity to reach your market. They're giving us the opportunity to reach people for free, and that may never happen again. And people want to consume the content, and there are so many less people marketing than ever before. So just... Start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Literally saying, I'm starting this right now because we're all at home. That's fine. That's a great reason to start. And if you don't know what to talk about, a great site to start with is called AnswerThePublic.com. That's AnswerThePublic.com. And it's just a collection of the questions people are asking inside of Google that they are looking for answers to. So just put in your niche, see the questions people are asking right now, and just start answering them. It's the easiest way to start creating. Um, valuable content for your audience. The other thing of it is you're creating an audience that you can advertise to because every time you do a Facebook live, Facebook creates this teeny tiny little list for you that you can retarget in a video views audience. So when you do these lives, if you do them on a specific topic, let's say back to that nutritionist, you're doing something about the incredible benefits of eating spinach. Okay, let's just say like you're doing some spinach recipes. You could then follow up with anybody who watched that video with a webinar you might have about your new metabolism boost start program. And they've already seen you; they trust you more, and you know you they're interested in that topic. I don't know. if I'm, I you. I'm with
0: you. I'm still here. I'm sorry. I had I was trying to. So, as you're watching this, this is the this whole live stream multicast is new for me. It's one of the things that I dove into. Uh, some of my trusted mentors were saying, Here, go, you need to be doing this. And uh, I'm still learning the, the dashboard on a production studio that we're using. And I realized I forgot to put my contacts in. So, my reading glasses are <laughs> on. <up here> again. <laughs> we do what we must, right? And we have fun with it.
1: You're like, you just yeah, threw I'm, I'm
0: watching. I'm watching the time and I know we have to really be sharp with, with wrapping by not by uh, the bottom of the hour. You've got so much going on right now. What, what are you working on? What's coming next up next for you and how can we connect with that?
1: My next book, the no BS guide to direct response social media marketing with Dan Kennedy. Second edition comes out on May 19th. It's already available for pre-order on Amazon. And um, so that's a pretty exciting one. And it's 80% new content. So you'll, um, you'll see how to leverage Facebook Live and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and how to map it into your offers and email marketing and even how to go after your Dream 100 prospect list. So a lot of really great content there. And um, with all the changes, as soon as everybody was starting to work from home and the big pivots came, I went ahead and created a three-page funnel that anybody could get started with, with an opt-in page, a thank you page, and a sales page. And you can find that at KWPgift.com. And you we do build that out in ClickFunnels, but I put a free training video on there. So if you don't want to use ClickFunnels and you just want to put it in whatever software you want, you can still see the full funnel, but it's ready to go. Click a button, it gets put in your own account, and you have all the pages you need to launch a profitable lead and sales funnel right now.
0: Holy cow. That's that's amazing. And, and as you're watching this, I've read that I have the first edition of Kim's No BS Social Media Guide. It is amazing information. Full disclosure, I've learned from Kim. I've taken some of her courses and in, in some and in benefited for some of her mentoring. So that's why we invited her today, because this is the real deal. You, you truly are not just a thought leader, but you're actually making it happen. You got results like no one else does in the world with social media marketing.
1: Well, it's such an honor to have you as part of our community. And I love seeing, you know, the greatest gift you can give any coach is to see your students who are implementing. So uh, it's fantastic.
0: Oh, wait, 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 wait. You mean I have to read the book and then implement?
1: <laughs> oh. You know, it's good as that arm lift too. You can get a little muscle definition. So either way, it's fine. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. That's always, you know, the, the, uh, the infamous shelf help that the, I, I have some of that. I have, and my colleagues, we joke about that where you get information that's like, wow, that's great Boop, up on the shelf. But <laughs>
1: gotta
0: take that next those next steps. Kim, uh, we're just about at the bottom of the hour. want to wrap up. You got any closing thoughts?
1: Whatever happened before literally has no bearing on what you do next. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Find a blueprint of someone who's achieved the success that you want and follow what they did. And you can start doing that exact thing right now. Determine where you want to get to and find that roadmap that's already been created and follow it.
0: Mm, that's brilliant. And, and that's it, it certainly echoes in my experience. Another conversation my wife and I were having uh, during the lockdown over dinners. You know, the, the more that I've applied that in my life and career, the more I've prospered, the more I've tried to be, you know, the original at something, the more I've gotten you know, wrapped around the axle and derailed. So. So true. Kim, thank you so much. I know you got to, you, you got to go. so you you've got another event to check into that, that, changed their timing for you and really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you for having me. Yes. I so appreciate it.
0: And as you're watching this, thank you for joining, joining us on, uh, adventure CEO's wolf's watch and please share this out with your community. Comment. we we'd love having you really part of the conversation and we'll see you next time.